0: Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ashleen. Seriously? Again this week? Yes. Ah. Aisling, say your name properly, goddammit. My name's Ajlene. She felt. And this is our podcast, The Feminist Aisling. Critique, where we talk about movies.
1: And I'm Gracie, and I do
0: all the research. (laughs) I do research, too. I mean, I do research, too. I got older really quick,
1: just so you know.
0: (laughs) It's a really bad Scottish, wait, no, shit, English. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? (laughs) Uh, I'm the worst Scottish person ever. I'm not, well. I'm not technically Scottish because I wasn't born there, but, you know, second generation, whatever. whatever. (laughs) Do we just say whatever? you're a first generation Canadian. Yeah. I'm, you know. See? The daughter of immigrants. Look at you. You know what they say. Immigrants. They get the job done.
1: It's funny that you say that because right now I have on my talk less, smile, more.
0: Uh, Necklace.
1: Do you? I do. Do you have your keychain? Yeah. Awesome. We're twins.
0: Twinsy. I'm pretty
1: sure nobody listening wants to hear this shit. So we should probably get on to our actual purpose.
0: Oh, yeah. We do a podcast about movies where we talk about movies. And this week we're talking about the movie Hidden Figures. And,
1: you know, with our podcast, the whole point of it is, is a film feminist? And above all, is it good? And I gotta tell you, this is probably the best movie we have watched since we started the
0: podcast. Yeah, all the other ones were kind of shit. Yeah.
1: Um, So we're going to run through the figures real quick. It had a budget of $25 million. It was released in 2016. It ended up grossing $234.9 million, It's a very, very, very good film. Um, we have, as the cast, Taraji P. Henson from Think Like a Man and Empire. She played Katherine Jackson. Octavia Spencer from The Help and Fruitvale Station was Dorothy Dawn. Janelle Monae uh, from Moonlight and the Equalizer was Mary Jackson. Kevin Costner from movies like Dances with Wolves and Field of Dreams with Al Harrison. Kirsten Dunst from Interview with a Vampire, Jumanji, and Spider Man uh, So and So
0: Spider Man. Huh? Obviously the best thing she's ever done, Spider Man. Just kidding. It was bring it on. No, she was, was in Marie another Antoinette. movie that was Talk good. About.
1: Kristen Dunst. Yeah, I know. But her her best movie was Marie Antoinette, honestly.
0: Well, I was just about oh, to no, say problem. that, but you cut me off for fuck's sakes. I love you. I can't help it. Well, you know what? Maybe if you let me talk once in a while, like you know, I would be able to finish oh, my goddamn. Hey,
1: you talk all the time. I'm not going with that this time. You fucked at me two <laughs> podcasts in a row, and I'm fucking over it now. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> okay. Oh, and last. He bit... playing Vivian Mitchell. Um, then we have Jim Parsons who's known for the Big Bang Theory and the Normal Heart. He played Paul Stafford and Mahershala Ali was in Moonlight and Luke Cage and he plays Colonel Jim Johnson. Now, um, the director was Theodore Melfi, who worked on St. Vincent which is a Bill Murray movie. Um, Theodore Melfi also wrote the film with Alison Schroeder. Uh, Theodore Melfi. He's known for writing St. Vincent and Going in Style, which is that new-ish movie with, like, Robert De Niro and Morgan Freeman, where it's three older gentlemen trying to rob a bank.
0: Yeah. Or something. He also Um, most recently did El Camino Christmas, where he was both producer and um, writer, which is so weird, because here he is doing, like, this, you know, amazing film, like, Hidden Figures, and then he's doing shit well, like El Camino Christmas.
1: His co writer is Allison Schroeder. Mm-hmm. And she is known for movies like Pineapple Express and Mean Girls 2. Oh, wow. Right? So it seems like for them, this is their first drama. Mm hmm. Like a full drama. Because St. Vincent's kind of a comedy drama. Um, but, like, they do a really great job at writing it mm. for people that have never written this genre of movie before.
0: Yeah. Well exactly. I mean, they got nominated for Academy Awards and shit. I don't think they mm-hmm. won though.
1: No, I don't believe they did. Now, uh, it's also this movie is also based on a book. Um, and the book was written by Margot Lee Shutterly.
0: So. Oh, okay. Let's get
1: into it. Okay. Now, the movie opens up with kind of like this little vignette of Katherine Johnson when she's really little. Um, What was she in? Sixth grade? Yeah. Yeah. And she is being touted to go to one of the best schools for black kids in the state. And it's on a full scholarship because she is that smart. Yeah. So that's kind of like giving you a clue about what an intelligent person she is, even as a child. And then it kind of switches to the present for the film, which is 1961.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: we meet every single main character, like the three main characters right here.
0: Yeah. And they are, there's a broken down car on a stretch of road in the middle of nowhere. And uh, one of them's trying to um, fix it up.
1: Yeah. Because she's, you know, she knows some mechanics from her daddy. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is Dorothy Vaughn. Yeah. Um, And while they're all sitting there waiting and trying to get the car to crank, a cop pulls up. And Mary has a smart mouth. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> mm.
0: but, but uh, anyway it's but, 1961 but like, in Virginia and yeah, uh, they I, could get in a lot of trouble
1: yeah not to mention he goes something to like I can't believe that they have and you can tell he's gonna say like black people or something He's like I can't believe they have like black but people he, working yeah, for yeah that he's so probably gonna use sorting. you know
0: a word that we are not gonna be saying on here
1: Exactly. And then Dorothy cuts in and was like, yes, there's quite a few women that work there. I was like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, definitely uh, Um, it kind of... Okay, first of all, we, both me and you, right, we're white, so we don't know what encompasses the um, experience of a black person and how they, you know, see life through their lenses and uh viewpoints so we can't really say we know what that feels like at all like they're just especially in 1961 it's no no (laughs) there's there's no way i I can uh, empathize but i can never know what or no sympathize but like yeah we just don't. We don't know., um, no, but
1: I think this movie does a really good job of showing racism that actually isn't that overt. Mm-hmm. It's little things that nobody would think about unless you were the one that was having to deal with it. Which yeah, we'll get into because, you know, but uh, the first part's really funny because, Mary's got a smart mouth, but in the end, the cop realizes that, you know, yeah, you guys are kind of like, you know, you're kind of like heroes if you work for NASA, you know, we're going to get a man in space and beat the Russians. Yeah. And then he offers to give them a police escort to work because they're running late, and Mary takes full advantage. Mm hmm. Fucking awesome.
0: (sighs) Although, the, the one thing that was kind of weird. I found was weird was that Mary said it is 1961 and we are chasing uh, a white cop or whatever. That, that seemed like a weird, a weird thing to say. You know what I mean? Well, I don't I know. Mean, it just seemed kind of
1: to her point. Most of the time it'd be a cop chasing her. Well, the, I, I understand
0: the context, but saying it's 1961, and I this, think this... that
1: was just a part of the writers just trying to set the scene.
0: Yeah, I think they definitely were. But it was definitely like something a little weird that I found where I was like, I don't think anybody would have said that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, M- <laughs> might just be me.
1: Yeah. In the next scene, we get introduced to uh, Paul Stafford, who is a major... I would... There's no real antagonist in this film, but but there are antagonists like people. Yeah. And he is definitely one of them. Yeah. He is, he is a grade-A asshole with a capital A.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, But they're in a meeting, and they're talking about, um, you know, the Russians are, you know, they've done the Sputnik thing, and, you know, the next thing you know, they're going to have a nuclear warhead in space. And Paul's like... Isn't that a bit of a slippery slope?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, it was during the Cold War, right? Which Mm -hmm. there was that actual fear. Um, I I don't know if you can call it, like, the height of the Cold War. But, I mean, it was pretty close. It certainly wasn't This was
1: circa um, Cuban Missile Crisis.
0: Yeah, right? So, like, (laughs) this was a genuine fear for people. And, see, we don't understand it, right? Because... We didn't live through that time period, but I mean.
1: I, think, I it, think we're beginning to understand it. Yeah,
0: we're beginning to understand it because, you know, things are kind of going a weird way where it seems like we're going through the 80s again, I guess. I don't actually, I wasn't around for most it, of the 80s, so it, I don't know, but.
1: it feels It feels like right now, not to get too much into it, it feels very regressive. A a lot of very hard right-wing politics are taking over, not just in America, but in Europe. There's a lot of hard right-wing parties. Um, There's a lot of tension with some countries that have nuclear weaponry um, and not a lot of nuance from political leaders (laughs) who don't understand how to keep peace.
0: Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, I think even there's some of this movie that mirrors today without actually mirroring it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, we meet Paul Stafford in a, what's his name, Harrison? Yeah. Yeah. uh. And then we had introduced to basically the computer department and the computers are actually people because, mm-hmm. you know, they were just super great at math.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, back then, um, they didn't have, I mean, you saw how big that fucking IBM computer was, right? Like, they didn't have mm-hmm. the computers that we have today, obviously, because, you know, tablets and shit. But, I mean...
1: And it's crazy to think about because, like, they're tabbing the fact that this machine can do 24,000 multiplication tables a second, whereas that's nothing now. Like, Mm -hmm. you can do more on your phone than that entire computer could do in an hour, in one second. Yeah. I mean, it's insane to think how far technology has come since then.
0: I mean, that was only... Fifty years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess um, fifty-five now. Well, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I'm being too technical right now. It's okay. Uh, Sorry, it's but, really uh, hard to make this thing it funny. Huh? It's hard to make this movie funny. Like I'm. Yeah, not, this
1: is one that's not gonna be funny, but there are funny parts. Uh, we. Then, after we get introduced to the computer section, we see that Mary gets a reassignment, um, and then Mrs. Mitchell, which is played by Kirsten Dunst, comes in, and she's one of the other kind of antagonists in the film.
0: Now, her character... um, Most of these characters um, aren't actually... Historical people, they just represent um, the racism. Yeah, like Vivian Mitchell, her character wasn't an actual historical person. It was just the views and attitudes of some of the white women that served in like manager roles at that time. Exactly. And the same with like Paul Stafford, um, was not one particular historical person just that it was, you know, a number of engineers whom Katherine Johnson had worked with and, like, some of the stuff that she had to go up against. They had to simple the movie, like, they had to simple the movie down to make it dumb for all of us, for people like me. Exactly. (laughs) I'm a complete Um. fucking idiot who doesn't know what she's saying half the time.
1: So, uh, Mary gets reassigned to be in the engineering department, essentially. Yeah. And the man over her is a, you know, Holocaust survivor.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, there's this one part where they're discussing uh, how to get the, um, the shuttle to work properly when it's doing its reentry or something like that. And while they're having this discussion you know, she says that she wants to be an engineer, and he says, well, fucking go for it. And she said, yeah, but that's not going to happen. And he asked her, well, if you were a white man, would you want to become an engineer? And she said, no, sir, I'd already be one. It's the fucking mm-hmm. truth. So, um, that just gives her the idea that she's going to somehow pursue this engineering career, which would be a first Especially for an African-American woman. There weren't a lot of, you know, uh, aeronautical female engineers to begin with. I mean, the first woman that was an aeronautical engineer was in 1929, and it was a woman from Canada. I believe... I wrote it down. Yeah. Um, Her name was Elizabeth Murid Gregory McGill. So... Uh, And we didn't get very far from 1929 to 1961. Yeah. With women in in aeronautical engineering. It was a white man's world. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Then we have Catherine, who got a reassignment as well. They needed a computer in the space space. Task department? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'm, as soon as she comes in there, they think she's the custodian. And they fucking put a wastebasket on her pile of, you know, stuff.
0: Yeah. And, like, hey, can you take out the garbage? Right. Mm-hmm. Rose. Like, yeah, like, pretty rude.
1: Yeah. Um,. <laughs> This movie made me realize that this is why I hate math. They were talking some technical shit. Like, I don't do algorithms. Yeah, I'm not that smart. I made sure I took probability and statistics in high school when I could have took pre-calculus because I was
0: an honors math. <laughs> it's true, though. Like, watching this movie, not that it was, like, hard to watch, but, yeah, the math parts, I was just like oh, they're just saying a bunch of smart stuff. I guess that works. I'm not really sure. Yeah, thank
1: God for graphing calculators that do all that sine and cosine and all that stuff now. I fucking couldn't do it. Uh,
0: You know what? Honestly, I will never use math again other than having to... Yeah, the basic maths. Or I guess, you know, if ever decide to have something out of my orifice then uh, I guess I'd have to teach them some math (laughs) I'm sorry was that too much no (laughs) I I have to say
1: like okay to tell you how much I hate math okay I ended up having this really awful um eighth grade algebra one teacher because I was in honors courses and he failed me because he said I didn't turn in the work even when I did And he was um, someone that ended up getting fired for hitting on students and for engaging in improper relations. Did he fail you
0: because you were like, no, mister, what's his name? I will not suck your dick.
1: Well, it wasn't anything like that. But he did single me out and basically punish me. Because... For, you know, like... He never said anything that could have gotten him fired with me, but he did end up getting fired, like, the next year. So, um, apparently, a lot of parents were complaining about the fact that he was magically losing work that their children were doing.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Huh. Um, that's why I ended up failing. And oh, it, so I had to did his- he,
0: like, offer to tutor them and stuff, and then he would hit on them? Because that's fucking Gross. It was something like that, yeah. Ew.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Like I'll give you an A if you. Uh, uh. Sorry. Not exactly
1: like that. It was a little more subdued, but yeah, that's kind of the vibe. But anyway, he ended up failing me, so I had to go to summer school. And the worst part of me being in summer school was I am not good at.
0: You're not good at what? Gracie? You like just cut off.
1: Now, with theoretical math, because you don't have actual numbers, just a few of them, you have to, you know, narrow it down to a
0: simpler equation. That's just not fun. Gracie, you, like, just became silent. What? You, like, went hello? silent. Like, hello? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, you, like, went silent for, like, a full weird, like, 20 seconds. No. Yeah, like, it was, like, 20 seconds you went silent. It was weird. Okay, well, you're going to have to edit this out. What's the last thing you heard? Er... Blah, 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 math. Huh? Blah, 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 math. Blah, 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 math. Um, yeah. Whatever, I'm not editing this shit out. Huh? I'm not editing it out. (laughs) It's all go You know what? I've already said some pretty, like, messed up things. Like, we're just going with this, okay? (laughs) We are just going with this. We're just having some fucking technical difficulties. yeah okay that's why you guys need to send money to us because we are broke as shit and like yeah yeah um okay i need some of that fucking casper money (laughs) okay where is my squatty potty money (laughs) or fucking blue apron i want to have delicious meals okay i want to like cook them up where is this Okay, how do I get Why t- sponsorship? Why are
1: you trying to advertise for companies that aren't giving us money?
0: Shut up. No. Okay, <laughs> I want to find out how you do this part, because I want somebody to give me some money. No oh. following.
1: <laughs> um, anyway, what I was saying Sorry. is I was really, really, I remember I used to not hate math. I just wasn't, you know, it wasn't my favorite
0: thing. But oh, duh, because girls math. can't do math. Huh? Girls can't do math, duh. Oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Obviously, Katherine Johnson
1: can. Otherwise, they wouldn't have made a movie about her.
0: Oh, um. <laughs> I guess that was the point of the movie. Girls can do math, too. I'm <laughs> um, so what sorry. I, was
1: saying is, I remember having to do polynomial um, simplification which is where it's nothing but letters, maybe two or three numbers, and it's this long, drawn-out formula that you have to simplify. But you don't have anything really to simplify it with. I remember staying up till 3 o'clock in the morning with my mother, crying my eyes out because I hated it so much. (laughs) Uh, It was awful. I don't miss high school for that reason.
0: Yeah, see, uh, I never had to do graphing stuff because what? I. I went into applied math. Okay, I'm a fucking oh. idiot. <laughs> I was never going. I was never meant to be a mathematician. Okay, why yeah. do you think I'm in radio? Not because of <laughs> like, I don't know. Fuck all about science or maths. I'm obviously one of these artist peoples that talks. See, I know how to talk, so I am doing what I love, and that is talking. And, see, and trying to be funny. Okay, maybe I, I shouldn't love, quit my day I job, love but... The
1: computer. I love being on the computer, and I love to read. That's why I work at the library. Yeah. I mean, It works out.
0: Yeah, you don't have to learn math to be a librarian. Well, maybe. Do you guys yeah, still you do. do the DOE decimal system? Is that still a thing?
1: That is definitely still a
0: thing. What? Who the fuck still goes to libraries? Shit.
1: Actually, library participation is up because millennials are too poor to buy books.
0: That makes sense. We are too poor to buy books and to (laughs) afford homes and (laughs) to do anything other than live paycheck to paycheck because um, it'd be nice if somebody would fucking pay us a decent living wage where I could buy some nice stuff. Okay? I want to be middle class. I don't want to be the working poor. Uh, So, Blue Apron, send me some money. Okay. 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 We've gone off into a fucking deep hole of, like, what the fuck.
1: Could you say that we've gone off into a
0: tangent? Was that a math joke? It is. Oh, my fucking God. (laughs) Fucking done with your shit. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, um... Where were we? Uh, Paul has a fucking superiority complex. Yeah. I mean, he was basically just Sheldon in that movie.
1: Yeah, except not... As smart? In some some way, more of an asshole. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like, she's got to run the numbers and make sure that they're correct. And then he hands her you know, numbers, and half of it's redacted, so she can't even fucking use it. Yeah. Like, how, how can you do math if you're missing part of the equation? Like, even I know that. I'm not good at math.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, also, this woman, running in heels to the bathroom
0: oh god I could not even uh, imagine having to go to the bathroom like really badly not and to then
1: mention you- it's a half
0: mile to go to the bathroom yeah oh that'd be a fucking nightmare
1: now to be fair this was just for the movie in actuality the one who complained about the bathrooms was Mary Jackson that's why she was reassigned and what ended up happening is that uh catherine just used the bathrooms that were in the same building okay and they were white only and then they told her but she didn't give a shit she kept using them until people just shut up about it but for the purpose of the movie this was this was something i think they were trying to illustrate about how racism isn't so overt it's little things like this like you wouldn't think Separate bathrooms would be that big of a deal until you are the one that's having to run a half mile across campus and heels just to pee.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's something that we can't, like, we see it in old pictures and stuff, but that's like something that, that's a concept that, like, kind of goes beyond me because I, and fucking naive right but like yeah it's pretty fucked up that you know yeah. that was something I, and I guess in the movie that other movie too The Help right like when they had you know the separate bathroom issue for mm-hmm. the maid like that was basically off the side of the house like really that's fuck. That's fucked up yeah
1: Um. what I put down in my notes was you know the worst part of all of that isn't even the fact that she had to run a half a mile and then a half mile back. It's that when she got back, everyone treated her like she was a lazy piece of shit. Yeah. Like, and that was the, like, nobody saw the reason why she was, no one thought, Hey, what's taking her so long in the bathroom? They weren't concerned. They were just like, God, she's so lazy. Exactly. Like That was the expression on all of their faces. Yeah. Which is, you know, a sentiment that a lot of people have still about African-Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, because people are fucking stupid.
0: <laughs> people are fucking assholes. <laughs> they are. Um,
1: so, yeah, she works her ass off all day. Catherine does, right? And then she goes to give the numbers to Mr. Harrison, and he just dumps them in the trash. Why? Because they no longer matter. Yeah. That poor girl.
0: <laughs> so so bad she does a full day's work, right? Only yeah. to be like, "Oh, okay, well these don't even matter anymore."
1: Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of like she goes home and she's just like she looks defeated. And you know, she's like, "I don't under- I don't know if I can do this." This is way harder than anything that I was doing in the computer room. But her mama was like, you know what, baby, you got this. Mm
0: -hmm. Also,
1: her children are freaking adorable.
0: Oh, I know. That was like a real sweet moment. Yeah, it was. Well, you know, because they show that part of like, not only are these women like really like accomplished, smart, you know, individuals, they also have like families and, you know. Uh, other yeah. shit going on.
1: hmm And see, the, I think, I'm not real sure, I didn't look up her thing, but, like, she wasn't working full-time like she was, you know, but then her husband passed away. Yeah. And, someone had to be the breadwinner, so it was her. You know? And she had three kids to take care of. What can you do? Yeah. You know? Um... Then we get to a scene where they're all going to church and we meet Mr. Colonel Jim Johnson and uh, Levi Jackson, which is Mary's husband. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to say right now, Jim Johnson is the type of man you want to (laughs) marry. Ugh. Uh, like that's one of the best parts of this movie for me is like just the little romance between Jim Johnson and Catherine oh, yeah
0: goodness. cause it just it's it's just sweet it's, it's just so a really wholesome. sweet
1: this entire movie is just wholesome goodness
0: yeah. like you feel good when you
1: finish watching it yeah um, but like he kind of messes up at first he just like you know when, when uh, Catherine and Jim first start talking, he, like, assumes, you know, that she's not that good at her job cause she's a woman, and she puts him in his place. Yeah. Ugh. And he's like, damn, I really messed up. <laughs> and then tries to make it up to her. And then we also get introduced to Levi, who's Mary's hus- husband. And Levi is kind of like the radical, you know, Uh, I guess, like, he, I wouldn't say he was, like, Black Panther type, but he was, like, definitely someone that was very active in trying to get the civil rights movement to push forward. One of his quotes is, you know, civil rights isn't always civil. Yeah. And, um, you know, he kind of calls out Mary you know, he's like, what you're doing isn't going to work. You know, there's no such thing as a, you know, a black female engineer. And she said, she tells him that there is definitely more than one way to achieve something. You know, you have your way of dealing with the civil rights movement. I have mine. And that's it. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Uh. So Levi's kind of an asshole to marry at first.
0: Um, But, like, in the end, though, he's pretty supportive.
1: Yeah, he is. I agree with that, like, when, which we'll get into later because we can actually go Lanier with this movie. (laughs) Um, Now, back at uh, NASA, we get introduced to all of the male astronauts. They come up from Cape Canaveral in Florida, to meet with the people there in Virginia. And uh, one of the funniest parts was when all the men are coming down and shaking hands and everything, and Mary goes, you know, says something about how handsome they were. And Kevin's like, honestly, looking at these white men, she goes, it's equal rights. I have the right to see fine in every color. (laughs) I agree with her though. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, and I do like that John Glenn isn't a racist shithead.
0: Yeah, well like I mean they... I don't know how much of
1: that was put on for the movie, but I'm assuming that um, you know, obviously he had a really good relationship with Catherine.
0: Yeah. Well because like he trusted her. Well yeah, like it say I I'm kind of looking up NASA's official website uh, about the movie. And he did actually ask for the girl to, like, check the calculations and stuff. But we'll get into that a bit later. Yeah. Um,
1: So, anyway, where were we? Dorothy realizes that with the IBM coming in that she... And her, you know, co-workers are going to be out of a job because they are computers. And the IBM is going to
0: be the big replace computer
1: them as the computer. Yeah. So she gets this bright idea of I've got to learn all about this computer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's what she's doing. Catherine, um, is looking up. At the uh, paperwork in the light that's redacted and trying to figure out these calculations. And so she's able to, you know, calculate them. And then when she goes to turn in her work, they're like, How do you know about Atlas? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the name of the mission. And, uh, you know, then they ask her, Are you a Russian spy?
0: And she's just, and just she like, says, no, I don't. Sir, I'm not Russian. <laughs> Which, yeah, she's not. I mean, Uh, she's not wrong. No. Uh,
1: Also, I don't know why, but I put in my notes, just shut the fuck up, Paul. I don't remember what he said.
0: (laughs) No, he was just a condescending asshole. Like, that was the character that, you know.
1: He was. Every time she did something right, he, like, he didn't care. He was so pissed off.
0: Oh, yeah, and then there, what was the other thing that he did? Oh, um, he was like, computers don't put their names on the paperwork. And it was like, "Mm, okay. Bitch. Like, she did all the fucking work, but okay.
1: yeah. Oh, God, there was one part I was so pissed off, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, So, Mary applies to be an engineer. That's her thing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, Mrs. Mitchell comes in with the employee handbook. And she's like, yeah, so you are not qualified for that job because you don't have the necessary credits because they put in an addendum on the handbook to where in order for you to have these, uh, you know, to have, to have that clearance, you have to take these classes.
0: Yeah. So
1: it's like they purposefully moved the goalposts.
0: Yeah exactly right so then um so she has to go and get these classes but then she finds out that these classes are at uh, a white
1: college or a white high school
0: yeah or like well they were at like a white um like a school right but Mm. it was like really far from where she lived but you could take these classes at you know a high school that was white only right because segregation hadn't really hadn't come to um virginia at that point right so that's where that was
1: yeah she submits a thing to the court where she can you know kind of get basically in even though it was against the law for her too because uh, what the judge ends up saying later on is like, just because the Supreme Court says this, and just because the federal government says this, the state says this, and we're going to go with the state because states rats. Right.
0: Yeah. Always fun. Always fun. I mean, that um, has nothing to do with, with what's going on now. Huh? The nothing at right. all
1: to do with what's going yeah. on now,
0: no, no. <laughs> nothing whatsoever. Everything is definitely by federal law. <laughs> And states are definitely not rebelling.
1: Of course not, even though they're trying.
0: I mean, after all, it's called the United States of America. Yeah,
1: about that. Apparently, it only counts if you're, you know, a conservative government. If you're liberal, you don't fucking belong here. I mean. At least in this administration
0: i mean they're they're right right i guess um if you're so liberal anyway, you don't matter dorothy. what if you're liberal you don't matter
1: yeah apparently
0: um <laughs> I'm like, uh, that is not me
1: <laughs> anyway dorothy you know she sees the computer so she's like okay i gotta fucking do something about this so she goes to the library thing is The stuff that she needs isn't in the colored section of the library. And so she's just, you know, looking around in the main section for the book and then gets kicked out of the fucking library.
0: Yeah, well, you heard what the librarian said. There's enough books in the colored section. Duh. This This
1: is also, like, a really good example of trying to keep people uninformed. In order to keep them in their place, or what society assumes your place is.
0: Okay, so I didn't know that uh, segregation in the states was to that extent. Oh, honey, it was awful. Well, awful. I mean, you got you guys do have to remember out there that I am Canadian, and while we do have our own issues, and we definitely do not have a crystal clear past because there is some fucked up shit that has happened
1: well let me let me give you an example of how segregated things are okay all right um when i was growing up there was a pleasant hill high school and a choppy high school pleasant hill high school was a mostly white high school Chaffee was mostly black just based on the communities where they are. These communities are very segregated by race based on, you know, years upon years of the way the housing market has ordered like green zone and red zone. There's a whole Adam Ooh, Ruins you know Everything.
0: What? No, Halifax is actually like that, but I'll, I'll talk about that later.
1: Yeah, there's a whole Adam Ruins Everything segment on how housing is racist,
0: mm-hmm. which I
1: would definitely get you to check out. Um, I'm sure it's somewhere on YouTube. But anyway, uh, we have the mostly white high school and the mostly black high school. And they did not come together and create a high school that put both of those communities together until, I think, 2003. What? I'm not fucking kidding. I was Even in... though technically segregation was over and there were white students at one and black students at the other, They didn't come together until about 2003. And I can tell you right now, most of the white students that go no longer go to that school. Most of them somehow go to another high school in the district.
0: Which is ridiculous. I mean, for God's sakes, that one movie... Like, remember the Titans had come out before they had integrated. Like, what the actual fuck?
1: Yeah. Technically... It wasn't segregated anymore because they couldn't bar the students from going. But based on the housing, that's how they were separated. And there wasn't an integrated school until the early 2000s.
0: But like now that you say that, right, it's... Okay, so I used to live in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and um, I'm originally from Ontario, right? So again we do not have like a perfect crystal clear but i mean my school was you know had everybody like growing up right like i didn't yeah. it wasn't predominantly one uh race over the other it was just you know people but anyways when you went yep. when i went to nova scotia for for college um they have a very deep history Uh, of racism there that um and people like around my age would say you know like casually racist jokes that like your parents would say you know what i mean like that sort of Mm -hmm. casual racist where it was like laughing at these awful jokes where it's like dude like not cool man um but like that's just like that's how it was and um it's a place called the preston's and um Okay, so there used to be a place called Africaville, but then they all got kicked out in the 60s, and they went to the Prestons, which is way out of town. And, like, the black population of uh, Halifax was segregated to this one area for a really long time, and it wasn't until recently, um, I don't know exactly when, but, like... um, They were integrating the schools um, between the Prestons and also uh, Coal Harbor, right? Which, Coal Harbor trash. Anyways, but that's besides, sorry, that was a (laughs) stupid joke. But, like, there was actual, like, that's shit you think happened in, like, the 1970s, but, like, there was fistfights and stuff, or, like, you know, stuff that happened in Boston in nineteen seventy. Yeah. But like the Southeast so shit, saying, right? You
1: know, because you and I are white, you probably don't think about stuff like that all no. the time.
0: But no. then you get
1: confronted with it. And most people would just brush it off. Yeah. See, because me and you, like, you know, are working on trying to make everything more inclusive and in the only way we know how. We can look at something and go, wait a minute, this isn't right. Why is it like this? This shouldn't be like this. It's fucking 2018, you know? But,
0: but that's the thing. That's also, like, our case of being naive, too, right? Because it's like, yeah, this stuff is going on, but suddenly our eyes are open, right? And it's, yeah. it, like... I don't know how to describe it without... You know what I mean? Like, I just...
1: Yeah. I mean... We're definitely not people that are experts on what constitutes racism, you know, because we can't, you know, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, either one of us are black. But we can look at situations and realize they are wrong
0: mm-hmm. and
1: try to do something about it yeah. in whatever capacity we can. Even if it's just speaking about it on a podcast, we're bringing light to effect. Like, in the South, they still have segregated proms in Alabama what like they, i'm fucking not kidding you what the white fuck? prom and black prom
0: like this isn't a t- was this something that
1: happened at your school no not at my school in particular in okay. south carolina i don't think there's any segregated proms in south carolina but i know there's at least one in alabama and at least one in mississippi it's fucking 2018
0: yeah, but that doesn't, that's the thing, though, like, when you say, oh, it's fucking 2018, we shouldn't be, like, that don't mean, like, that doesn't mean shit to some people, like, it for, really for all they know, like, it's 1955, and that's the attitudes see. they still have, and that's just how yeah, it yeah. is, and, and,
1: I mean, that's honestly why Donald Trump got elected.
0: Well, well, exactly, like, I don't know why people have such hate because they're they're focusing this hatred against something that they like the wrong thing like poor white people shouldn't be focusing their hatred at poor black people they should be focusing at rich white people like for fuck's sakes you know like that's the reason why there's so much hatred and how they want to keep the hatred inside and make us like angry at each other right is so that the rich can keep getting richer
1: yeah i mean what's the old adage united we win divided we fall exactly and that's the thing right now our own little factions mm-hmm. They're never gonna come together for one cause that's yeah. why you know america is basically run by corporations
0: now, and, and that's the thing like we're seeing so much of that uh at this moment through you know the differences of race um the um lgbt community there's uh mm-hmm. the the feminist movement the like white feminism and uh inter uh sex- intersectional it, yeah i'm word. sorry i have anyways but like all of these factions are so divided and that's why shit like that's why the fucking people are like i'm not saying that they're winning and like we will fight back but like there's a reason definitely
1: slowing the progress the the progress down exactly you know i mean it's just like um thank you for
0: clarifying it because i could just go and rant all day fucking long the world's fucked up yeah (laughs) i summarized it Um,
1: so uh anyway, after Dorothy gets kicked out of the library, she's telling her sons, you know, separate but equal, there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. You know? People are equal no matter what. And then she pulls out a book and her son's like, Mom, you stole that from the library. And she says, I pay taxes and taxes pay for everything in that library. I can't something I can't take something I already paid for. <laughs> I can tell you yeah. right now, that shit don't work. I work at the library. What? I
0: can't <laughs> steal a book? You can't take it, okay? Well, that white librarian was being a fucking cow, okay? So she can take uh, it, in my eyes.
1: Yeah, okay. The ends justify the means here. But for future reference, don't take stuff from the library. It's not nice. <laughs>
0: I guess.
1: Uh Yeah, so then comes my favorite speech in the entire film. And that is when everybody is bitching about the fact that Catherine is gone. He's like, where the fuck do you go for 45 45 minutes to an hour a day? And she goes, there are no colored bathrooms in this building or any building outside the West Campus, which is a half a mile away. Did you know that? I have to walk to Timbuktu- just to relieve myself, and I can't use one of the handy bikes. Picture that, Mr. Harrison. My uniform, skirt below the knees of my heels, and a simple necklace pearl, of pearls. Well, I don't own pearls. Lord knows you don't pay the colored enough to afford pearls. And I work like a dog, day and night, living on coffee from a pot none of you want to touch. So excuse me if I have to go to the restroom a few times a day. I tell you what, there was a pin drop. Yeah. What's Mr. Harrison do? Goes out there with a crowbar. Bang! Bang! Mm-hmm. And then he says, here at NASA, we all pee the same. I think mean, it's the most American statement I've ever heard a man say.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean... It ain't wrong. Pretty much. Like, that's, that's why, like, I don't understand. Like, not that I... T- I understand what racism is and, like, but
1: sexism and stuff. But if you think about stuff, it
0: like a rational person, it makes no sense why it exists. Exactly. It really just simply does not make sense.
1: To, to a rational human being, it makes no sense. Uh-huh. But there's a lot of people that are irrational.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, again, like, I can't even put in the context of, like, oh, it was a different time. Yeah, it was a different time, but people were still fucking assholes. And, like, I don't know, the microaggressions of, like, every character or every white character in this movie was, like, huh, that's what they had to live through. That is fucked.
1: Yeah. So when people tell you, you know, microaggressions aren't a thing, they totally are. Like, oh, it's still happening. Movie, you'll see
0: plenty of examples. Oh, yeah, it's still fucking happening. Like, that just, Fuck, you see that shit. Um, like even in my little fucking rinky dinky town, you see that shit. When you know somebody's like at Tim Hortons and they're like, God, I am so sick of them taking so goddamn long, and it's like, huh, okay. Because most of the people who work at Tim Hortons and other fast food uh, areas in this town are temporary workers from other countries who come over here and work their fucking asses off. But to yeah, do, jo- yeah, to do that. jobs that you won't do. And that's exactly. the that's the thing. You're not working in fast food, right? So other people come in and they do those jobs. And like that doesn't give you the fucking right to treat them like shit. Sorry, if you treat, what? If you treat yeah. anybody in customer service like shit, like, don't even fucking talk to me. You, you're <laughs> fucking scum. I'm sorry. People that treat people in customer service like shit are fucking scum. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> sorry, I'm just going on a real rant today. <laughs> well, this movie gets you angry at the same time that it
1: uplifts you because you look at it and you can apply so much of it to modern day. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating when you think about how far we've come and how far we still have to go
0: oh yeah know? like i mean the shit that has happened like in canada right we have uh, a lot of racism when it comes to uh, first nations right and mm-hmm. some of the things people say about people of um like first nations people is ugh, it's fucking disgusting it's like, oh, just a bunch of drunken India Like, no. No. Okay? Th- these are fucking people, and, like, I
1: don't know. It's just like Donald Trump saying off. that, you know, Africa is full of shithole countries, okay? Just to let you know, the highest educated um, form of immigrants come from African nations in the United States.
0: And it's not just that. Most of these countries that he describes as shit holes right is um so they had borrowed money from countries like america and some of the bigger ones back in uh the 70s and stuff to like kind of get started right these assholes like they've paid back their debts within 30 years of getting like not to mention
1: a lot of the countries in africa that still have problems only have problems due to white imperialism exactly like france and the
0: UK, and America, or Portugal, or wherever, like or Italy, same, yeah, White Germany, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the thing, I, like, especially if you look at the fucking for history. not
1: being where we are. While it's because we exploited their natural resources that they are now in the state they're in.
0: Exactly. So, like, I, and that's I the mean, thing. Like, there was when you actually look at history and study it right they were um basically all of these you know imperial nations were doing the race for africa to take as much land as they could and they were dividing it all up uh but and so like a good chunk of the the continent is not all of it right but like there's issues because of imperialism and them finally being able to like you know get away from imperialism and try to like rebuild their countries and in some cases there were you know dictators that uh, took like, over people. like but it's not
1: all on the fault of the you know the country that's trying to develop itself exactly you, know, when you are imperialistic and you you know steal a person, uh, a country's natural resources and leave them scraps, you know? Well, like, the,
0: that's the thing. These people, ha- like, this was their cultural identity. And and that's the, the problem in um, the states. Sorry, like, I'm getting right the fuck in it. But the problem with the states is, like, white people stripped uh, black people of their cultural identity, right? So here, you know, there's these the former or like children or you know grandchildren etc ancestors of slaves and these slaves had their culture ripped from them that their families ripped apart um for you know the the machine that was slavery that you know built fucking america
1: yeah we wouldn't have an america without slavery
0: exactly
1: you know and it's without
0: all of those unfortunate souls
1: that were forced to build things i think there's a joke by dl hugley or dave chappelle i can't remember who said it but he makes a joke about how the white house was built by slaves and then they have a nerve to call it a white house yeah the fucking truth but you know then you listen to people like bill o'reilly on fox News, you're like well they had food and housing yeah that's not the fucking point like that's though. when
0: i fucking roll my eyes back and it just fucking does this like spinning around like it's fucking the-
1: and it's hard to get like through to those people which is
0: no because well the, that's the thing it's um i watched uh that this bit by uh Chelsea Handler, right? But she goes to a place in the South where they had, you know, a bunch of uh white people dressing up in the old uh antebellum era, you know, shit, right? And they're like, Oh, this slavery wasn't that bad. And it's like, bitch, shut the fuck up. Are you kidding me?
1: Slavery like, was bad even if you had a good master, okay? You were still a slave. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like oh, nothing but they got treated no
0: right. They got treated well. No. Okay, the, that's not the point. There, they were forced to do stuff. good
1: about having no rights and being called three fifths of a person. End of discussion. Like,
0: yeah. Sorry, I'm just. Uh, your country's yeah. fucked, okay? Yeah, the whole world is. Well, yeah, the whole <laughs> world is fucked. But like, I'm sorry. Like, history just makes me so fucking passionate, and then I'm just like, all the pieces connect together. This is why the world's fucked up. No.
1: We have gotten off on so many different planes. We have to get back on track here. We were talking about a very wholesome movie. Oh fuck!
0: (laughs) I am so sorry. I am so sorry to all the people who are listening and going off
1: one more time. (laughs) Okay. This is going to be a month where we really get into our politics because, like you know, the first month we did Christmas movies. It's not very political in the second month we did Friday I don't times. know that we're by the second movie meeting. we were talking about so fucking
0: I'm... Donald Trump so let's say it's not political <laughs> anyways um yeah so uh this month we're is you know black um black history month right so we every
1: single movie is going to be political even if it's not a political movie even like, the whiz yeah even the whiz yeah I guess um but- But we're going to get back on track with this
0: one. About fucking time, shit. About fucking time, Gracie. Why'd you go off into that tent? I'm totally the one who fucking did, okay?
1: (laughs) Um, Mary decides that, you know, she she gets her court date and she heads up to the judge. And the judge is at first like, bitch, why do you want this? You know, like, it's not going to happen. And she's like, well, let me approach the bench. And she's like, you know, you are the first man in your family to graduate from college. You're the first man uh, to be reconvened as a governor, reconvened as a judge for three straight governors. Like, you are a testament to this community. You know, she doesn't insult him. She says, you are a living, breathing example of what I want. She said, I don't want to be the first, but somebody has to, and I want to do this with my life, and surely you can understand that. And she, she fucking gets him. Yeah. And he grants her night classes at that segregated white, white high school. It's fucking awesome. And then her husband has the biggest piece of humble
0: pie. Well, like, the part where she's, like, leaving the courthouse and she does that, like, little dance and stuff. I felt that happy for her.
1: Yeah, same. Uh. But, yeah, her husband realizes that there are different ways of, you know, breaking barriers down, and it doesn't necessarily have to be demonstration. It could just be, you know, research and politeness. You know, you never know. There's different ways to go about gaining progress. And he appreciates that. Like, at first, he's like, I don't understand. This is stupid. And then it works. And he kneels down in front of her and gives her a mechanical pencil and lays. it. He just eating that humble pie all up, son.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're so southern. Uh, I am southern. Yeah, I know. That was the point of the comic, God. <laughs> God. damn it, Gracie. God damn it. Um. Okay. So as the kind of movie progresses, right? There's, uh, you know, the day of the launch, and are are we at this part yet?
1: Well, uh, Catherine is going through, um, you know, she, she keeps having to fight with Paul over everything. Yeah. And she's like, you know, listen, she finally goes to Mr. Harrison and she says, listen, I cannot do my work if I am not in these meetings and I am not up to date on the numbers. I am wasting all this time doing numbers when all I have to do is, stand there in the room or sit there in the room with you guys and listen to the new numbers as they come in, and then I will be up to date on my work.
0: Yeah. And so Mr. Harrison
1: is like, yeah, you're right. You know, Paul has a hissy fit about everything, but she manages to go in there and she impresses them. Yeah. You know? And with... she is able to help, like, Paul out with the numbers. And they finally figure out the formula, um... I can't remember the types of orbit, orbit she said. We're not but there's smart. there's one type
0: of, huh? We're not smart. We're not mathematicians. So yeah. they do the math. Math happens. Magic, <laughs> right? I mean, basically that's what math is, right? Um, so magic, I mean, math happens. And then and she
1: breaks the code. She's the one that solves the fucking equation. She gets it. And you Noah know pissed me off more than anything in this movie, is when she has to write that report up and she can't put her name on it. Yeah. Fucking white guy has to take credit for it when she did that work. She's the reason, you know, they had the math in the first place. She solved it.
0: Exactly. Fucking white man takes
1: advantage and takes the credit. Just every every single time there's been a huge discovery, you know, in the past 200 years, fucking man takes credit for it when it's the woman that did all the fucking work
0: yeah (laughs) yeah
1: anywho so wireless if it wasn't for hedy lamar nobody talks about hedy lamar they talk about the asshole that took her idea (sighs) i quit
0: (laughs) that's because hedy lamar was a whore i'm just kidding she showed her tits once on film and, like, you know.
1: Yeah, and they thought she was a bimbo. I've, there's a great thing on YouTube you can find. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Oh, I'm so mad. I know there what it is, HBO, though.
0: It's huh? a, it was at, like, History 101 or something. Yeah,
1: it, it was an HBO special from, like, 10 years ago. And it had uh, Robert Wall was the the host of it. And he did two episodes where he talks about American history and how you know what is history isn't necessarily what's back
0: okay gracie here, this podcast really I, I i love you but this podcast is a fucking hour so far okay and we're like not even I'm close done. to done hey you were allowed to go off on tangent okay fine finish mind. i'm sorry i'm just
1: letting people know
0: <laughs> this is gonna be a long one sorry i'm finished um i'm sorry so yeah. i shouldn't <laughs> have done that
1: you're okay uh, long story short, Dorothy has been the whole time learning about how to use, uh, what's it called, um, Fortran, now Fortran. chan Mhm. and that's the processor basically for the IBM computer. And she learns how to do it, and she manages to put it together when two white, <laughs> incompetent assholes couldn't. Yeah. And because she knew that, she taught all of her computers because she knew that their jobs were going to be obsolete as soon as that computer started working. Yeah. And so when it comes time for someone to, you know, work on the computers, she's got about 20 or 30 women ready to program it because Mm -hmm. that's, you know, she's taught them how to do it. And then she gets a supervisor position. Which is awesome for her. Oh, I was so proud of her.
0: Yeah, and like the look that she gets from that bitch face.
1: Yeah. There is one line between them. But see, Mrs. Mitchell calls Dorothy Dorothy the entire time, yeah. right? And she says, You know, Dorothy, despite what you may think, I have nothing against y'all. Talk about black people. And Dorothy's response, I know. I know you think that. Yeah. That was a sick burn. It was very underhanded. I liked it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Exactly. Um, Meanwhile, too. Well, um, well, when
1: she gets the supervisor position, she goes, Mrs. Vaughn.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Because at that point, they are on the same playing field. They both make the same amount of money. They are both supervisors. Dorothy yep. is no longer a subordinate. Mm hmm. Loved
0: it. <laughs> so, where were we? Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Sorry, I was supposed to talk now? No, let me start. Just give me a sec. I was chewing on something. <laughs> oh, I was hungry. Chewing, okay.
1: The best part of this movie is when Colonel Johnson
0: proposes of catherine bitch i was just about to talk about that god well you were chewing (sighs) fine go ahead no you already started (laughs) don't get petty betty on me (laughs) petty betty Betty. i'm I'm gonna fuck you up okay Okay. i'm gonna teleport there to south carolina and end you (laughs) (laughs) at least you'll visit no that's true (laughs) Yeah, I would like everybody to donate to the Ashley needs to go to South Carolina fund uh, and visit Gracie. Uh, you can do that by emailing me money on PayPal. My email is um, Ashley needs to go to South Carolina at gmail dot com. It's not a real email. Okay. Anyways, uh, okay. So yeah, the colonel. Um. <laughs> Uh, proposes to Catherine and uh, it's, you know, she comes home after a long day and she's like, what, "What what's going on? Like, you know, the table's all set, everything looks real nice. And she's like, is it one of your birthdays? Is it my birthday? Right. And they're like, no mama, like it's, you know, it's something, it's something else or whatever. Right. So um, they all sit down her girls and her mother and then, uh, and the Colonel comes out with, you know, some of, uh, some food and he like goes and sits down or whatever right and then um she looks down well first she's like you know still confused and then she looks down and she sees like the the ring box and she starts crying and she's like oh i can't believe you know this is happening and then like she keeps talking and like he's trying to propose or whatever uh and like he doesn't even get a word edgewise but, like, he's he finally does out. propose, and it's just, I don't know, it's a real sweet moment.
1: Yeah, and he's, like, so upset, too. He's like, I wish it were more romantic. But then he's like, you know, I know when I marry you, I have to marry your girls, too. Like, it's real. He's going to be such a great stepfather. Oh, my God. That's yeah. the kind of man you want to marry. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least me. I want a very considerate man that, you know, takes me for what I am. Like, you know, he does her. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, they get married, but now that the computer's working, bad things happen. Catherine is no longer, you know, necessary.
0: Well, yeah, because it's about to, the final arrangements uh, for John Glenn's launch are made, and she's reassigned back to, uh, the West area computers. Um, sh- and then as a wedding and farewell gift, her colleagues um, give her a pearl necklace. And it's the, which is
1: something that she talked about how she doesn't own them when she went on her big, huge rant, yeah.
0: you know, and how it's the only jewelry allowed under the dress code. Mm-hmm. It was,
1: it was a nice, sweet moment. Yeah. And like you can tell that the, the coworker was sad to see her go.
0: Uh Mm-hmm.
1: So, anyway, Catherine goes back, and they're getting ready to do the launch, and John Glenn calls, and he's like, I don't really trust the computer completely. You know, let's get the girl to do it. The smart
0: one. Which actually did happen. He did... Uh, now it was a little bit more dramatic in the movie, but he did ask yeah. that the, the girl movie, manually check the calculations generated mm-hmm. by the electric computers uh, that were critical to the mission. Yeah,
1: in the movie, it's like forty-five minutes to an hour before he's supposed to launch. In actuality, it was a week or two before that. Mm-hmm. So, but still, the, it's a movie. You gotta you gotta amp it up a little bit. Yeah. And then the whole thing with him is uh, they, he was supposed to do seven orbits, but then there's something wrong with the heat shield. And so they bring him in after three, but he was still the first American uh, man, the first American in space. Yeah. So two orbits, not the first one in space, but the first two orbits. It
0: and orbit the
1: Earth.
0: it got him a spot in, uh, in the classic song, Billy Joel's. We didn't start the fire. Sorry, what? Now, yeah. Oh, man, John Glenn. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Now, that's basically how the movie ends. The launch is a success. The reentry is a success. And, you know, Catherine sees all of it happen. And Harrison manages to get her a job in the space task room where she had been working.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. And... And then it kind of at the end, right? It explains like what happened to uh, to the three women, and um, she she did get that job, right? And uh, she got to um, she did the calculations for like the moon landing and uh, and the first space shuttle launch. Yeah, and the first space shuttle launch, and she worked there for a pretty pretty long time.
1: Yep, um, in twenty sixteen, NASA dedicated a computational building in her honor. In 2015, she was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Barack Obama.
0: Oh, she retired from NASA in 1986.
1: And she is still alive as of this podcast, and so is her husband, Jim Johnson. They have been married 58 or 59 years.
0: Dude, she's turning 100 years old like this year.
1: Mm Mm-hmm, and her husband is still alive right there with her. How old's he? I don't know for sure. Shit. I think they're about the same age. Oh, okay. Um, But yeah, they've been married 58 years at least. I don't know when their anniversary is, but... Yeah. It'll be 59 years this year if they both make it through. Mm -hmm. Fucking amazing.
0: Yeah, it is amazing.
1: So good for them. Now, Dorothy Vaughn was NASA's first African American supervisor. Um, she was a Fortran specialist, and she had such a great mind for programming that she was basically one of the best assets at NASA. Yeah. Um, and then we have Mary Jackson, who was NASA's first and America's first African American woman to be an aeronautical engineer. So these are three amazing ladies that you did not learn about in history class no because history is written by the winners or at least the ones that think they win and that would be men
0: (laughs) yeah um Um, okay so we should probably get right into the like you know the. well yeah let let me uh finish it up Uh, Dorothy
1: Vaughn, she passed away in 2008 at the age of 98, and Mary Jackson died in 2005 at the age of 83.
0: Wow. They all lived... They all
1: lived very long lives, and Catherine and Jim are still alive. Now, on to the tests. And as you can imagine, this movie did quite well. Um... They have the Bechdel test. Bechdel test is two women talking on screen who have names and they are not talking about a man. Passes in the first five minutes when they're at the car, talking about the car. Yeah. This is also where they pass the Rachel Bechdel test. Same five minute span because they're talking about the car and they all have names and they're not talking about some white guy. Yeah. Pax is the sexy lamp test because every single woman that has a speaking part in this film is necessary for the plot. None of them can be replaced with a lamp and not take away from the plot. They're all necessary. Mako Mori test, which is women who have an arc that is not based on a man. Every single woman, uh, Dorothy, um, Catherine, and Mary all have character arcs that aren't based on a man.
0: Which is amazing. Every single
1: one of them. Yeah. Catherine's character arc is, you know, she doesn't further Paul Stafford's career, you know, really. She furthers her own. Yeah. Uh, uh, Mary is able to do something no other black woman had ever done before. Um, And she does it for herself. Dorothy manages to create an entire, you know, new uh, group of women by herself. Like, every single one of them. Duvernay Test, where uh, it's black characters who have character arcs that have nothing to do with white characters.
0: Pass. Yeah.
1: So, we have a five pass right here. The only one that does not apply is the Furiosa Test.
0: And that is only because it just didn't apply because the internet didn't get mad about this.
1: Yeah, this movie is not an all-female remake of an all-male cast, so it doesn't apply. Yeah. <laughs> so, this is by far the best movie we've had on the podcast as far as inclusivity and feminism, and I would say, out of all the movies we've watched, the best to date.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would say so too. So now that
1: we've gone through the entire film and gone on several political rants, I guess we should tell you how to contact us.
0: Oh, yeah. We should probably do that part. I don't know. I'm just like, I'm tired. I need to go to bed. Um, I work too hard. You can
1: contact me on Twitter at South of Grace. And I also have SouthAfrease dot com and you can also check out our Facebook page, which is because
0: Oh shit, you got silent. Girl <laughs> She's just Fuck. She's just talking. See, this is, like, why you guys have to give us money so, like, we can get better. See, the call failed. <sighs> we were so close. We were so close. Okay. Let me just give her a call back. <sighs> we were so close to finishing hello uh, we were so close to finishing so close anyways well you so finish. Like, well no y- i didn't even get that last part you just like cut out so like start all over again okay all right you ready yeah okay um so if you need to contact
1: us i have my twitter which is at south of grace And I also have southofgrace.com. And you can always check out our Facebook page, The Feminist Critique.
0: Aisling, And you can check me out on Twitter. I actually just changed my Twitter name to make it easier. But now it's just Aisleene S. That's A-I-S-L-E-N-E-S. That's all. That's all you got to remember. It's just my full name and an S. So there you go. (laughs) And also, you can check me out on my uh, radio station. Well, it's not my radio station, but it yeah, might as well be, because, like, this place would not run without me. Just kidding. I'm, like, such a slacker. They need to fire me. Um, no. God. Um, anyways, no, you can uh, check me out, FM. That's K-I-X dot F-M. You can also check us out on Facebook and all that stuff and, like, follow me, because, like... I didn't get enough attention from my parents, so I really need attention to live. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Uh. <laughs> Do I sound like an idiot?
1: No, you don't. But we will She's see lying. you guys next week. Um, I actually don't have my chart in front of me. Uh, we're, doing we're, we're doing the whiz. We're doing the whiz. Yeah, you're right. We're doing the whiz. Yep, yeah,
0: the whiz. <laughs> Yay, Diana I'm... Ross, Michael Jackson, and other people. I forget.
1: <laughs> yep. Well, we will see you guys next week.
0: Bye. Okay. Bye.